Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Can build cities, can transform the world all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why no, 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 no. I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk. It'll, it's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What up? Well, you know. What's going on? We got Hall of Fame. There's wrestling news. Yeah, Coaches the, are uh, being fired. Did we get the baseball news No, yet? I haven't seen it yet. But, uh, it's supposed to come down right now. Yeah, I'm, I, keep, I keep waiting for it. So. Baseball Hall of Fame announcements. Adrian Beltre. Yep. Well, there's not much... There's not much drama there. He's, no. I mean, they're saying he could get 99% of the vote. Yeah, the highest percentage among third basemen. Do you know who it is? George Brett. George freaking Brett. And rightly so, not Mike Schmidt. George Brett. Yeah, Mike Schmidt only got 96.5. Brett comes in at 98.2. And then that fraud Larry. I rest my case. He got 97. Yeah, they're saying Beltre 99. I know. Which, uh, I just love my favorite part about it is is how we've now gone revisionist history with steroids. <laughs> like, like we can't let A Rod in, we can't let Clemens in. Uh, God forbid we let the greatest baseball player of all time in. But the Beltres of the world and the Bagwells and you know Pudge Rodriguez, David Ortiz, we're like, ah, so Beltre never did any. I think Beltre got popped. Did he? In fact, I'm almost positive. But no that- one cares. Well, he's, he's about to get in with the highest percentage in third base history, so clearly no one does. All I remember about Beltre's career oh, was the 40-plus home run season for the Dodgers, then the Mariners' crappy five-year contract that he got, then all of a sudden he resurges to career in Boston and then went to Texas and played. And I believe he did get a couple of, uh, couple of things uh, that he was caught taking during that time. So when he came to the Mariners, much like most free agents, he sucked, right? Yes. He yeah. was a great defensive. I think he won a couple gold gloves, but we were expecting as Mariners fans that 40-plus home run a year season right. for the Dodgers. I don't think he hit more than like 26 in his time for Seattle in a single year. Yeah, I'm looking here. But he was good Boy, for— he played a long-ass time. He played for a long-ass time and was good for a long-ass time and had, nice and had that career resurgence a la David Ortiz— was also caught for steroids, but nah, we're uh, not gonna. Oh, it was a, a nice natu- guy. It was a natural career arc. That is uh, weird. That uh, big deal because Manny's on the ballot. Yeah, and so is A Rod, and they're not even close. And, and let me point this out: no offense to Adrian Beltre, who was great. Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez are so much better than Adrian Beltre. It's not even funny. Well, I tell you that you are right. He he came to Seattle and was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And then twenty six. God, what then a he goes year. to Boston. And he's in MVP voting basically every year until he retires. Yes. For like eight years. But that happens all the time, right? Where we get better (laughs) when we turn 34. Yeah, that happens when your name is Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. And we know why. And this donkey actually got caught. And yet we're still like, ah, no big deal. Did he get suspended? Yeah, he got suspended. Well, didn't A-Rod too? Uh, I don't, yeah, A-Rod got suspended, but he never failed the test. A-Rod just got caught up in the, uh, biogenesis thing and they threatened him and were like, dude, just take your suspension and, yeah. and go away. And then didn't Manny do, Manny like missed a season, didn't he? I think, of that. I think Manning got caught multiple times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so um, what's the difference yeah. between Beltre and those two guys? Uh, that Beltre is a nice, lovable guy. He's got a lot of <laughs> friends in baseball. No, I'm serious. You laugh at this, but I, I I firmly believe, like, someday, because Mark McGuire, also in this camp, he's a nicer person to his fellow players, the, these kinds of guys, compared to the jerks like Man Ram, oh, will wait. get in the hall. 
Maguire's never going to get in the hall because he's an A. Maguire was a great Maguire, guy. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Maguire's a jerk. Well, that may be. But Maguire, when he did the second half of the Maguire uh, career, dude, Maguire was, he was on The Simpsons and was smiling and kissing. He was the face of Major League Baseball. Yes, he was a jerk at the beginning, but he underwent the career resurgence, and him and, Sans, him and Sammy knew how to do the dance. He just was the first one. Like anyone that got caught in the crosshairs, there was like a five-year window there where anyone cared. And we had Joe Biden up there saying, "I'm the, you're the reason why I didn't make it to the pros. Guys like you took me out. <laughs> he said that. I swear to God. I our, love that. Our president said that he would, like, that guys like that were the reason that he got taken out. And then you had Waxman up there who was being some jackass at the congressional hearings. So there was like those guys that fell into that congressional hearing thing. So it was McGuire. Uh, who's that? Uh, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Jose Sosa, Palmero, yeah, Rafi. Like, I have never used Clemens. Period. Yeah, like those guys all just got just demolished, and we'll never forgive them. And everyone hated A Rod, anyways. And Alex Rodriguez, by the way, statistically speaking, outside of Bonds, has the best career in Major League Baseball history. Look at his numbers; it's insane. But like we cared about that, and then like we collectively were like, nah, you know what? I just eh. can I offer something else? And then we went to these other guys, and we're like, yeah, you're fine. Let me offer something else to the court about yeah. this. Yeah, what do you got? I do believe you're right about you know nice guy versus jerks or more high profile guys. Might I also offer that A Rod and Manny had like cartoon numbers, and if you look at Beltray was just consistent. But yeah, Beltray didn't really have. I mean, he did hit 48 one year. I was just looking, yeah. as uh, Schultz was saying. But, um, you know, he was between 20 and 36 pretty much every other year. Hmm. You know? So he didn't have that. Like, if he hit 72 one year, yeah, he's probably not going in, right? I think it, there, there, would be more, there would be more scrutiny. And he was a lovable guy, too. Remember the whole hat thing and well, touching what, his head? That's what Schultz is saying. Yeah, it's... But 334 batting average, 48 bombsies yep. in uh, 2004 with the Dodgers, and he yep. didn't even win MVP. Yeah. There is something. Oh, Bonds. Oh, duh. There is something to be said for coming behind all those guys and, like you said, not doing cartoonish things. It, you're right. I, I do believe that if he had hit 70, and then a year later gets popped, then yeah, maybe we're viewing this. But it is odd how how high a percentage of the vote he's getting. Yeah, like no one's considering steroids, and even if they, even if you take all that out of it, yes, is he really ninety nine percent worthy? <laughs> I mean, my God, he was good, but apparently ninety nine percent's like King Griffey Junior level. <laughs> which, by the way, there you go. There's the one guy who never did drugs. Yeah, King Griffey Junior. That's what I'm supposed to believe. Everyone in baseball is juiced. With the exception of him. But, well, there's two. There's you, you, Griffey is uh, beyond reproach and... Uh, George Brett. <laughs> Derek Jeter. Oh. Like, no yeah, one... Yeah, I guess no one accuses No Jeets. one accuses him. Jeetsy baby. Yes, no one... Because he didn't have the power numbers. No. And just, he just... Which doesn't mean he wasn't juicing. No, but he just, he just doesn't get hit with that. It's just not a... It's not a thing. I would like to circle back around. Adrian Beltre was never suspended, as far as I can see, for ah, steroids. I okay. believe a national radio host a few years ago accused him, like saying, "I, I, I think this guy's on steroids." But I, I'm Am I wrong. Uh, you're wrong. I'm. I'm. I don't wrong. think he actually got well, busted. May, then maybe, maybe, his maybe name I was am. Included maybe somewhere. I am wrong. I well, I thought for I thought almost certainly that he had been suspended. Look at you just accusing. But I am. I am. Absolutely. Uh, if I'm wrong, then I give all the apologies in the world. Well, start the apologies. That might take a while. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Because like you look up, so it's like like every article is like Adrian Beltre bound for Hall of Fame, even if some won't accept the PED free receipts. So he he never got suspended. I thought for who was then who came to the Mariners that had a PED suspension? Brett Boone. No, it wasn't no. Brett Boone. They they signed a big free agent guy, and I remember the Robinson time Robinson Cano. Was it Canucks? I remember oh, yeah. it was like my my it was like like my brother was like diehard Mariner and he's like the most anti steroid guy in the world. And then I thought it was Beltre that came to the Mariners, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, you I know, mean, we're not, I, we're not I, counting it was that. Cano. No, I watched the Mariners religiously, both when Cano was on them and when Beltre was on them. It was Cano. Beltre played. I, I, I he maybe missed a few games, and it wasn't because of suspension. But Cano is a D. So yeah. Well then, you know what? I yeah. start your apology. I will Let's start go. my apology tour. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can keep going. No. Uh, 
uh, apologies, apologies, keep apologies, keep apologies. Keep I would. That's like tape measure. I would have sworn <laughs> up and down. Well, I believed you. You're my sports guy, huh? and I, I believed you, and now I owe him an apology. Well, maybe it's like the David Ortiz thing, because I think Ortiz's name popped up on a list, but Ortiz, report, Ortiz never served a suspension well, either. Well, there's also the difference between never serving a suspension, but us kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, knowing a guy yes. might have been doing something, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on. There's there's a lot of that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Jose Canseco named Beltran one of his two books. That wouldn't shock me at all. So, well, I mean, I, I just think if half it, of that wasn't true. Well, I do. I genuinely feel bad. I genuinely feel bad because this entire time, I believed that Beltran had been suspended. I believed that he had been popped, like Manny Ramirez okay, and A Rod, and but he, but he hasn't. But wait, in the height of of steroid baseball, mm-hmm. the guy hits three thirty four. The year after hitting 240. Yeah. And 48 home runs the year after hitting 23. Yeah. And I am supposed to believe that that was clean. Well, I, and I guess that's the thing is like there's about a million articles out here, and his name has been brought up several times, but he never had a dirty test. But neither did Bagwell, neither did a say, lot of these guys. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that never did, but yeah. we just assume they were. And if I'm not mistaken, well, Juicing. I don't think Piazza ever got popped and no. was suspended. And we know damn well that Piazza did it. We know that Pudge did it. I don't it. think Bonds was ever suspended. I don't think B- Bonds was never suspended. Yeah. So, so there you go. And we all know he did it. Yes. So I, so I guess they, you this know. This is they, all weird. Well, but I, I, I still feel bad because I. Well, you should. I believe that he was. I, I uh, We put someone in the grave. Well, this you like, did, not this me. This is like, well, you went along with it. I, I did. I did trust you. You're supposed to be a trustworthy sports guy. Don't you remember him getting popped? But um, you know, no. memories are no. Are but cloudy. I, when you said that, I'm like, oh, probably. <laughs> so <laughs> well, now we got it. a couple people on the Vancouver text line. The weird thing is, I thought Beltray was suspended. I think a lot of people did, well, but he wasn't. You're, you're all wrong, every one of you, and you should be better than that. Yeah, and you owe your listeners more than that. Well, I did apologize. Your show's better than this. As, it's, as, r- hey, it was on this very topic that Seth, Seth Everett, Everett once said that to us. <laughs> your show's better than this. Oh, it was Nelson Cruz. Ah! Nelson Cruz. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Because I just, I remember, like, my my brother uh, is, like, the the foremost, if you're a steroid guy, you're the worst human being on the planet. He hates Bonds. He hates all these guys and Clemens. He just hates it. And it was Nelson Cruz. I, I, I had my Cruz and Beltre mixed up. It was Nelson Cruz that had been popped, gets to the Mariners, and Nelson Cruz had some nice years from the wow. Mariners. Got big power number. Guess who you owe an apology to now? Nelson. Yeah. Well, Robinson Cano. Robinson. No, Ro- Robinson Cano was suspended. No, yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah. And Nelson Cruz. It was 2013 suspended for his involvement in the biogenesis scandal. Same thing as a Rod. A- exactly. There but you Cruz go. is still bouncing around. Like no, he just don't... retired this offseason. Oh, he finally he he got released by the Padres in the last year, and he's like, yeah, I'm done. So and and maybe that's what it was because both Rangers, Mariners, and I just I took yeah. Beltre and Cruz, and and by the way, both played for a thousand years. And both have a ton of numbers, and that was one of those where I just uh, threw them all together Does in a blender. Does Nelson Cruz have 500 home runs? Does Nelson Cruz? I don't remember I him getting like to 500, but... 470? I don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. How many has he got? Oh, you're asking me to look it up? Well, I, I, I asked you. I assumed you were doing you're, that. You're, again, you're my trustworthy sports guy. Well, when, no, I got it here. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say, when you asked that question, 464. I'm assuming that you know and that no, you're just kind of holding back the... <laughs> no. No, I wasn't playing, yo, <laughs> as the kids say. 464. Because Beltre got to 3,000 hits, but he did not get 500 home runs as well, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think he's over 500. Is he over five? Don't know. Let's right. take a look. Pulling it up. Us Googling things, first yeah. segment. Yeah, I know he got 3,000 hits Thank you because I read it today. I know that. Yeah, he got 3,100 hits. Uh, he has... Whoa. Oh, that's still Nelson Cruz. Hold on. Not a very good Googler. No, right here. 477. Okay. Just a few more than Nelly Cruz. Yeah. So 3,100 hits, 477. <laughs> God. Stupid thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, we're expecting uh, announcements for all the cool Hall of Fame guys. So who else? Uh, We're supposed we got, to come up here in a minute. Uh, Mauer, right, is up on it. Uh, Helton could be one that gets over yeah. the top. Who Billy Wagner. Uh, oh, yeah, Billy Wagner. What, Beltran is again uh, being thrown out there. But there'll mm-hmm. be no Manny Ramirez, no A-Rod, yeah. nothing like we'll that. We'll find out in moments. Mere moments. <laughs> Mere moments. So the question becomes, no. if it's not Adrian Beltre, 
And because we've had plenty of guys that are that are mm, suspicious, <laughs> from from Pudge to to Piazza to to Bagwell, plenty of those guys. Do we have someone in the hall that has flat out been popped? Because Beltre again is merely speculation. People have made accusations, but do we have someone that is that is in from the steroid era that actually got popped? In, and and I that don't is think in. that got popped. I mean, Bagwell's in there, but I know, he but didn't it, get it, popped. He didn't get popped. Um, there's there's the difference between speculation and and and, and pop. Paul Marrow's not in there. No, nope. Ralphie's not. McGuire's not in there. Nope. So, so all those guys. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. They can't set that precedent, can they? <laughs> Maybe. You almost made it happen. A I tried. Ago, but I tried making it happen. I was all aboard. I'm like, let's go. It, it appears that the truth is that if if you were caught with steroids and there is proof and you served a suspension, you are not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that that much we know. At least for now, unless, um, I don't know, Dave Concepcion did drugs. And we didn't know about it. <laughs> well, they did like. Isn't green, he in the hall? They did greenies and all that. I mean, we know we know that. Yeah, George was clean though. Clearly, he yeah. liked the boozy woozy. George he was like Mickey Mantle. George would have never done anything. Those guys. Yeah. Performance enhancer was the brown liquor. <laughs> I think that's I think made that, him hit it. I think that goes the other way. That may be a hey, maybe a deterrent. even better, even better. <laughs> Greatest third baseman of all time, drunk as a skunk. How about that? <laughs> well, that was a roller coaster of emotions to start the show. You know, it really was. It really was. I'm still trying to recover. Uh, let's get uh, let's stay on track. We'll have the Hall of Fame announcements. They're coming up, and then uh, we'll talk some sports. Okay, let's do it. Uh, it is three fifteen. On the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, some big uh, sports news today. Uh, an NBA team that is 30 and 13 fired their coach. Second best record. And is Pete Carroll angling for one of the open NFL jobs? Uh, we'll get to those items coming up, but uh, the results are in. Yes. Hall of Fame results. Adrian Beltre, you are a Hall of Famer and not we a noted that. steroid user. Yeah, we knew that. Not, what did we say? Do we see the uh, percentage on that? I haven't seen the percentages so far. The other two guys that get in are headed to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Todd Helton and Joe Maurer. Yes. Maurer, first timer, by the way. First ballot. First ballot. Yeah. You know, Todd Helton was awesome. He just gets dinged because of the whole Colorado thing. Yeah, but he was awesome. Yes, he was. Dude, that guy could rake. Yep. Joe Maurer, that's an interesting one. Well, I I have not seen his numbers, but I do not feel like I was watching a Hall of Famer with Joe Maurer. He was awful good, Mm -hmm. but in the Hall of Rop. You're going. I'm not no sure go. he's. I don't know. I got to think about it. But all right. Well, I mean, he, he spent a lot of time behind me. the plate, and then he moved to first base. Sell me. So if you're going off catcher numbers, but so he uh, 306 average, 143 home runs, and less than a thousand RBI. Wait, what? Yeah, that's yeah. it. But he won three batting titles. Yeah, he won an MVP. Yeah, six time All Star. Yeah, was the best hitting catcher for you know the better part of a decade. Yeah, and. And then he, he switched to try to preserve it out to first base. But, yeah, it wasn't... Um, I don't know. He was the, always hurt, too. The numbers... Yeah, didn't he? He had the concussion thing, didn't he? That was... No, you're thinking of Morneau. Morneau. All right. Well, he just didn't have... Not um, a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. He, but he, he did win an MVP. He was a six-time All-Star. I, I, the, the numbers are not... Um, they're certainly not overwhelming, especially in, in an era of... You know, even catchers, when you look at a guy like Mike Piazza, though he wasn't a great defensive catcher or pudge, those numbers, um, boy, they're, they're, I, I would have assumed they were better than that. So his 162-game average, we'll do that, and he played for 15 years. So his average, of course, 306, and he averaged 80 RBI and 12 home runs. Yeah, but he was a catcher. He was a catcher. You know, so. still, that's a little... 
He was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But first ballot. Yeah, that's crazy. Too. So Helton had to, to take a couple years to, to and get Helton, in. You know, Helton only hit. Let's see. I'm looking here. He he was in Colorado the whole time. Yeah. 16 years. 369 home runs. I thought he had more than that. I would have thought he had more than that too. One year he hit 370 with 147 RBI. Is that any good? Sorry, 372. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. He was awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, when you look up, just off, I mean, and again, this with, with Maurer, obviously you're going behind the plate too in the gold gloves, but if you look up his similar batters, you know, the baseball reference, boy, it's... um Frank White on there? It's it's not a who's who of... Uh, well, who is it? Well, you got like, like Ray Durham's in there and Al Dark. You got Marty McNattis. Ray, he Durham. hits like a lot of middle infielders as Michael, a catcher. Michael Young... Bill Matlock, Dustin uh, Dustin Pedroia is there. Wow, you know it's not. Um, you know it's it's just it's. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know. They don't ask me. Yeah, they, I don't, they don't give me. A I vote. don't vote either. So, and I thought Beltre had been dinged. So, what the hell do I have if to say? If it were up about to me, anything? Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez are in. I think so. all those. The, the the one to me that's that's egregious is Barry Bonds. I. Sorry, Clemens and Bonds. Well, they're all egregious. I mean, if bon- Bonds is better, is the best of all of them, but they all have sick numbers. Yes. I mean, A-Rod, come on. He was one of the best players ever. Yes. Ever. You can make a strong... Go back and look at Alex Rodriguez, where he ranks all time. And take Bonds out of it, because to me, I'm sorry, Bonds pinned the flag. He's the best baseball player of all time. I just... I understand Ruth, and I understand these guys, but again, playing in a segregated league, I, just Barry Bonds, to me unquestioned best player in baseball he was a hall of famer before the roids he was a hall of famer after roids 90 percent of the dudes that were that were mashing during that time were all on him and bond still did it better than everyone else all on lance armstrong and then you look at clemens and what clemens did find me five pitchers in major league baseball history that are better than roger clemens and if the the, the batters were all using steroids you know then, then clemens was i've always been a believer of if, if you want to put something on the plaque if you want to put some in, in a different wing in the eras of baseball. But the fact that, that those two aren't in is insane. And if you take bonds out of the equation, a strong case is to be made that from a statistic standpoint, Alex Rodriguez had the greatest career of all time. Well, I used to love the, well, love, I used to hold in high regard, the hall of fame and who got in and love the debates. Yeah. I am. I just have been soured by the whole, operation since uh the steroid era sure i just don't i don't view it the way i used to i don't know yeah i just don't and and to i don't be, get as excited well and and i i will give them at least some credit here because i i knew all along that with the piazzas and look, we all know what was going on with pudge and and piazza and some of these guys but i guess i will give them credit where credit is due and that no one and i looked it up there is no known steroid there's no guy i said it's not known there's never been anyone popped for steroids that has served a suspension that has made it in right so i, I guess they're it, staying consistent if you're, if you're gonna stay consistent then but come on then Pudge Rodriguez, give me a I, break I know, dude i know he was like the poster child outside of Kinsego. pretty much because of the way his head swelled yeah and I remember, and, and I remember when they started testing, and Pudge came back and was like twenty pounds lighter, and the, the, the announcers <laughs> were like, they literally said this like in the broadcast, so like a slimmed down version of Pudge. He's going for more of an athletic sort of figure about him, and uh, you know, power numbers are down, but uh, he's moving better. AKA, I'm no longer on uh, Dynaball. But so, look, it's ridiculous. But I, but I, I guess if you've never well, been, if you've never been popped, yeah, it's hard it. to say they don't go in, and and so in that standpoint if they're going to be consistent I, i'll give them credit for that yeah I, I i get that i i just uh i've always thought all the steroid guys you put them in because they were all pretty much all of them were elite and among the best in the game period yeah uh and then you just you tell that part of the story yeah. in the hall of fame Agreed. like why are we running from it like it's part of the game it it happened yeah so put them and in you, and you embraced it by the way when it was going on put them in well it was freaking awesome to watch him hit <laughs> 800 foot home runs come on was there anything better than watching Barry Bonds hit in the height of fathead Barry Bonds no dude he was unbelievable best thing i've ever seen and to say to say that he's not a hall of famer he was a Hall of Famer before he juiced. Yep. I mean, it's 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 absurd. But I think that they sh- they they could be honest about it and have maybe have a wing in the Hall of Fame that's just those guys or just on their plaque. It tells their story. Put that in there. It doesn't all have to be good. 
on the plaque when they're in the Hall of Fame. It's it's a sordid thing, but to to deny those guys, I think I think it delegitimizes the Hall of Fame a little bit just for me. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I, that's how I feel about it and I think it's stupid and I'm now ready to talk about football. <laughs> and well, football the, and golf. And the 50 million people that watch the Bills Chiefs game? Yeah, that's on my that's on my notes. Yeah. I'm looking here at uh who's this? Oh, Pudge. I just wanted to look at his numbers. Yeah. The year he won the MVP. Yeah, I mean his numbers are kind of like they don't really jump off the page at you as like Brady Anderson style. Yeah. You know, where it was just one year where well, it was like, what? He, he was really good. And he was good, but when he was, it was, it was all those guys in Texas. Yeah. Every one of them in Texas. <laughs> A-Rod was there. Jose Conseco was there. Uh, Pudge was there. Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez was there. Every one of those dudes, they were past, they were shooting each other up in the butt. Yeah. yeah in the stalls. And if you can leave Jose Conseco in the bathroom. Tell you what, and was- how did they not win a title, by the way? I know. Uh, yeah. Probably crappy pitching if I went back and look at the roster, but that's just a guess. Well, who were their top? I mean, it was late '90s Texas Rangers pitchers. Can you name them? Go. I can't. How about that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Was Kenny Rogers on there yet? Probably not. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, Kenny, yeah, the gambler. He was there. Yeah. Um, wow, Rick Helling. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Wow, that's a name from the past. I believe Aaron Seeley spent some time there yep. before Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Seeley won 18 games. Damn. John Burkett. Kind of. Mike Morgan. Okay. Of course, they had Wetland. He was juicing. He was in their bullpen. Yeah, he was a bullpen guy. I believe uh, the reliever, Darren Oliver, was still a starter for them at that time. He wasn't in 99, but I think that sounds... I mean, that sounds right. Yeah, it's kind of a... But that's... There's no... I don't know. There's no... Uh, There's Rogers, Rogers, and Darren Oliver in 2000. Esteban Loaiza. <laughs> Not a lot of marquee names. So, should have spent some of that uh, Roy juice on uh, on some arms. Gone and got you uh, Ryan Franklin while you were at it. Yeah, 98, their best pitcher had a 4-4-1 ERA starting-wise. So, there you go. That's Well, why. did any pitcher... Like, it'd be funny to go back and look now at pitching stats when they were pitching to all those fat-headed guys. No. Yeah. I mean, nobody was... I mean, now, we're, we're spoiled by today's pitching numbers. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at the stats. Like a three ERA was good then. Well, yeah, because everyone was hitting the ball a thousand yards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like those guys pitching against all those fathead dudes yeah. with this roids in their butt. Uh, I just I don't fault anyone because if you played in that era and you knew it's it's why I don't fault Lance Armstrong. The only thing I don't like is the people that are indignant about it and and tried to ruin lives um, to cover their own ass, a la Lance Armstrong. But if Roger Clemens, exactly. If you're playing in that field Man. and everyone around you is doing it. You know, that's why I can at least somewhat respect Bonds. The Bonds was an ass, but Bonds was never pulling a Clemens. And remember, Clemens was like, I don't even know what steroids are. Like, if I took steroids, I'd have a horn growing out of my head. He had like that stupid interview. At least Bonds just did the. Bonds was like, clean out your own closet before coming to, 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 you know, after mine. You know who handled it better than anyone? Hmm. And it was pretty much a cop out at the time Pettit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Andy he, Pettit he, came he, out and cop to it. Yeah, he was like, I was just trying to heal. He was like, at one time, uh, and he took HGH as opposed to the roids, right? Which I don't remember. Yeah, he they, was he was an HGH. Guy. Yeah, and that is different. I mean, yeah. the, you're, he wasn't taking like a deck of Durball or like a, any knows. any of the he big just, things. He, like he, that. But he at least he admitted it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Giambi apologized for nothing, but he was like, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry I, for taking that stuff. Is I, what he said. I want my money, and so I'm just going to shut my mouth. Caminiti kind of embraced it when he won his MVP. Like people were asking about, it, he was just like grinning. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had like that lady up on the stage with him. He's like, come to daddy. Caminiti kind of leaned into the whole like superhero, like I'm larger than life. And if you want to see an example of it, go look at Ken Caminiti, like peak steroid Ken Caminiti. Guy looked like a WWE wrestler out there swinging that thing. He won an MVP. He's out there slinging that wood. Yeah, looking at some of the pitching stats, better than I thought. Yeah, but. It's all the elite guys. Like it, it makes you wonder what they were on because it's Randy John. The only guys under three ERA wise in those three or four seasons, you know, late nineties, you know, yeah, two thousand, whatever. Yeah. You're looking at Randy Johnson, yeah. Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens, and you know Kevin Brown. Well, and and I don't. I mean, you would assume that's really it. You would assume that, you know, Maddox wasn't doing anything. I mean, for God's sakes, look at him. He was just up there, you know, throwing junk. Pedro, he's so small, but you never know. And then maybe Randy was just the freak that didn't need it because he was Randy F. and Johnson. But, again, Ryan Franklin got popped. So I just, I don't know what to make of any of it. I, I've always said, 
I'm not going to pretend that my hand is steady enough to draw the line. So I, I don't. I don't attempt it. So I go off of what your numbers, I go off of what your accomplishments were, and those guys are Hall of Famers. All right. Um, Helton is in, Maurer is in, and, of course, Adrian Beltre. Uh, coming up next, <coughs> an NBA coach has been fired. Yeah, don't be an ass, apparently. Wow. And uh, the job Pete Carroll's angling for, it's 333. Here's Schultze. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Okay, real quick, and then we move on. Baseball. Who knew baseball would hijack the first half hour of our radio broadcast today? Isn't that great? The Hall of Fame. Um, I was looking at the vote. So they've got the voting percentages in. Yeah. Beltre, 95.1. Okay, so did not come no. close to breaking a record for third base. He did not. Uh, Todd Helton, 79.7. Joe Maurer, 76.1. Well, it's just over. Of course, you have to get 75%. Billy Wagner just missed it, 73.8. So you got another one. He's he's not, yeah. That's not his last year, right? Uh, nine years on the ballot, so he's got one more. Ooh, he'll get in next year. Sheffield's getting close. Well, wait. This is Sheffield's last year, I think, 63.9. Mm. Um, all the way down at the bottom, I just wanted to fill you in that Brandon Phillips got a vote. Oh. Do you remember right. Brandon Phillips? Brandon <laughs> Phillips? Yeah. I saw Little Dave... red second baseman. <laughs> and he, who voted for him? Like his mom? Uh, I don't know. I if saw... his mom has a vote, she probably would. I saw David Wright got 6%. Uh, David Wright, 6.2. Mets third baseman and oft injured. Brandon Phillips got one vote, which is 0.3, so he's well on his way. Yeah. Two guys did not get any votes. And that is? Jose Reyes of your Mets. Yes. And James Shields of my Royals. Oh, heartbreaking. Did uh, Was there any traction whatsoever on Manny or any? Because Manny's, no. Manny's still on the ballot. I know Clemens and Bonds and those guys aren't. But... Manny Ramirez, 32.5% right. in his eighth year. Not even close. No close. A-Rod, 34.8%. <laughs> third year on the ballot. <laughs> If anyone w- could ever get in, maybe A-Rod, because how many years? You said it's his third year. Third. He's got seven years left, because the other guys, you know, they're, they, they, they've passed the opportunity. A-Rod's numbers are so ridiculous, and the steroid stuff has obviously died down now. And now he's kind of done a career resurgence with the whole he's a likable guy and doing the broadcast. Do you think there's any shot that A-Rod in year 10 could be the first one well, to just get shoved over the edge? I don't. But a lot can change in seven years, you know. Yeah. But I don't because, uh, as you mentioned, they have set a precedent yeah. that if you were, if you were busted, you're not in there. I and mean, he's not even close. You know, he's thirty four percent. Yeah. I mean, that will probably loosen up, but it ain't gonna loosen up to seventy five. No. Yeah, he was thirty four percent in his first year, thirty five point seven in his yeah. second of okay, the thirty nine. So yeah, he's not making year. any. They need those writers to die and pass on their <laughs> ballots to somebody else. <laughs> All right, here's our poll question today on X at 1080 The Fan, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling Family Business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Yesterday, we asked you which franchise would be best served to fire its coach. And the reason I like this poll question is I had no idea who would win. We had Darvin Ham of the Lakers, Sean McDermott of the Bills, Chauncey Billups of the Blazers, and Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys. We didn't even have the guy on the list. The guy canned. Right. Yeah. Right which we'll get to in a second. But, yeah, none of those guys have been fired. But I thought McCarthy would win. He did not. In a landslide, it's Chance. Chance. Well, some of that has to do with the local stuff. And... Nobody likes Chance. Well, I think the problem with, with the Blazers is you see no real progress. And I think that's very frustrating. When you development look at, is not de- happening? De- development. I think when you look at a team like uh, oh, like like Utah that has started off horribly and, and his roster isn't much better than... than uh, Portland, and all of a sudden, like Utah is in the mix. I think they're tenth. They're a couple games above, or maybe they are just right at five hundred. But you feel like there's progress. I think some of it is a little clouded because of all the injuries. But if you're a Blazer fan, what do you point to? Like what? It, like you have you have a massive amount of injuries. Um, you know, Scoot, who you were, you basically moved on from Dame to get Scoot, and look, he's so young, but. Is anyone going to look at Scoot Henderson right now and say that well, the, the future looks super bright? Well, I mean, I mean he's young, but I, I just think that here's what I would say. I don't watch him enough to really have an opinion on this. Roberts is dreadful. When I do watch them, well, so is their defense, dude. <laughs> when I do watch them, I one of the reasons I don't watch them more than I do, well, besides the fact that they suck, is 
they're just hard to watch because they don't. No, it's not good. They don't play hard. Like they they don't seem well coached, right? Like I don't care who is on the floor. You could have five scrubs on the floor. I want them playing fundamentally sound, good basketball where you can see the bones of good coaching. Yeah. And you can't see that with them, and that's that's the most concerning part. Yeah. So it's it just comes down to they don't play the, hard. Their their defense is terrible. I, I get it that Johnson's handed a, a rotten core here. But at the same time, you, you can't just say we're not very good, therefore there's nothing I can do about it. And I think that's, like you said, where the frustration lies. Is it? Mm. And at the beginning of the year, it felt like they were they were competitive and they were playing really hard. And eh, it's not so much anymore. And, and you look, Sharp basically got sat for that very thing for an effort. Now he's got an abductor thing and, you know, Aiton. And, and it's just... You know, at the same time, it's, though... It's, a, it's such a bad year. Chance has been here, I don't know. I don't know how long Chance has been here, but... There was a period, and I think it was when Lillard got hurt a couple of years ago, and they were running out a scrub unit. Yeah. And they were awesome. Yeah, played hard. With Josh Hart and those guys. Mm-hmm. I really liked how that team played. Now, they were, they were, they actually surprised us. I think it was like second half of the season. Everybody thought they were cooked, injuries, and then they played really well and made a little run. Nothing major, but it was just how they were playing. It's yeah. like, wow. Chauncey looks like he can really coach. It was ball movement. It was uh, it was defense. And there was, was a sense of wait, what, what happens when he gets his players. Exactly. So if, so if he can coach him that way, I'd like to see better players play that way. And you got something. Well, that has not resurfaced yet. No. Blazers traded Josh Hart like a week after, I think, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think they did. They broke that up. And, and that's a totally different thing, too, because... They weren't going any, anywhere, so yeah. I, I get why they did that. Of course. That. But they were playing really well right before that. I just don't know. You So this is his third year. It's the third season of tanking. I I don't know how you judge. Uh, I, I, I don't. But I think most people are under the impression that, that he isn't. Maybe he isn't the problem, but I don't think many people believe that he is the solution. Well, how you judge is, is the young guy's development yeah. and improvement, and yeah. they just don't. They lost by 62 the other night. Yeah. 62. Yeah, that road trip was... Uh, Guys, was 62. Rough. Yeah, but they beat the Nets twice. And they beat the Pacers. That's true. <laughs> so I don't know what to think. Now my head's spinning. Well... Well, anyway. Uh, Billups won 55%. Uh, Dallas's Mike McCarthy got 27%. Darvin Ham 10%. Sean McDermott, 8%. Mm. People are in support of the Bills coach. Today's question, which sport do you watch most on TV? NFL, college football, NBA, or Major League Baseball, or other? Uh, vote, vote hard on X at 1080 The Fan. The reason I asked that is because Chiefs Bill, uh, Chiefs Bills got 50 million viewers. Yeah, we... 50 million viewers. The Lions game got 40, and everyone went, holy crap, and everyone thought that was the most, and the Chiefs Bill game got reported at like 38 or whatever, and the NFL was like, no, 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 no. Sorry. 50. That'd be 50 they said, million people. They said that that is more people watching one football game yeah. than the entire group of people that watched every game of the World Series combined. That makes sense. Because I think the Major League Baseball, like you get like what? I think it's like seven or eight, if I'm not mistaken, roughly. And we've talked about this before, but the the, the Pro Bowl, when they had it, the Pro Bowl got better numbers than than Stanley Cup finals and NBA finals and you know Well, but I wanted to see I wanted to see in an NBA market if the NFL would still win. And right now it is. And actually NBA is getting buried. <laughs> Which is very interesting. And at, part of that is the Blazers suck right now, but NFL and college football, even here, yeah, uh, by far the most watched sports. Yeah, it's not even it's not even close. I mean, you did it. What was the, the 100 most watched programs last year? Mm-hmm. Weren't like 97 of them football, and I think 94, 93 were the NFL, so... Correct. You know. <laughs> if you wonder why the NFL just keeps printing money, there you go. And I mean, Peacock, for God's sakes, that no one had. They put that game on Peacock, and it was the largest one-day sign-up. It was the largest increase in subscription history. No, it's, 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 it's a license to print money, because no matter what they do, more people just keep coming. All right, an NBA coach, shockingly, fired today. That's next on The Fan. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, a little bit of a surprising move out of the NBA today as um, Adrian Griffin, the new coach of the Bucks. This is his first year. Yeah. He just got fired. They have the second-best record in the league. 30 wins, 13 losses, uh, second in the East, 
three and a half behind Boston, and they turfed him. Yeah, they won five of six, and thanks for coming. He but, must be a real Well, ass. you know, it goes back to, remember before the start of the season, Terry Stotts walked away. He was supposed to be the offensive coordinator for, you know, I don't know what you call it, the offensive, offensive what do they call in basketball? Is, offensive uh, specialist? Offensive specialist. He was in charge of the offense. I don't know, but can I, on a tangent, yeah, real quick, it. before you finish, can I... Uh, can I offer up that when we talk about basketball things, there is a segment called Basketball Things that we mm-hmm. were going to do today. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be here, but I, have you noticed new terms for things as you check in on, like, say, TNT or you watch some of the, the Blazer games or the uh, the Inside the NBA games? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed terminology changing? Such as what? Well, like, uh, I was watching the other night, and Shaq called it, what did he call it? Um, well, he, the new term for point guard, for example, is lead guard (laughs) because yeah, it's, you're getting, you don't really like, I mean, hell Jokic can be a, yeah, the, the, uh, the idea that the the game's becoming more positionless. Yeah. Yeah. And they also had uh trail, you know, you've heard that before the trail four. Yes. Well, and like the stretch five point center. Sure. All of those things. Yeah. I get where you're going with that. I, I do. Uh, I have noticed it's that. Confusing well, for an old guy. Well, the game is certainly changing. Like I said, it's becoming more of a positionless thing. But um, at the start of the season, Terry Sauce just left. Remember that was one of those where uh, Adrian Adrian uh, Griffin had a after practice they they broke the huddle and then he was like, "Hey, coaches, stay over here real quick." And I guess Stotts was talking to Giannis and Dame off on the side, and he was like, "Hey, Stotsy baby." I said, everyone over here now. And Stotts went just one second talking to my guys. And uh, Griffin did not like that. And he started yelling at Terry Stotts. And the Terror Bear was like, yeah, I don't need this. And walked off. And we knew that wasn't the first the first time that they had butted heads. And it wasn't like Griffin was, was close with Stotts. Stotts was brought in by management to help out a first-year coach, and Stotts was known as a guy that could run an offense. But Stotts can also be very stubborn and uh, very opinionated, so we thought maybe that was a butting of heads. But it sounds like this has been problematic from the get-go. Uh, Giannis and Dame both have publicly stated that they're not thrilled the way things are going. They've talked about coaching. Uh, there was an article today um, that came out, well, actually it was a day or two ago, I think in the New York Post, saying that that players had lost faith in him and it was confirmed Chris Mannix had one today saying that the players believed that they were winning despite their coach and they thought that despite the record when they got to the playoffs and they played against better teams that were better coached and when you get into the postseason and it is more about coaching you know we all know during the regular season a lot of times there's not much effort that goes into any sort of game planning there's not enough time for practice. You just roll out the ball and you get where you're going and, and, and away you go. But come postseason, and that's ultimately what Milwaukee is trying to do, you do have to you do have to game plan. There do, there are adjustments, and, and people didn't believe that he was up to the, the task. They also went from fourth last year under Budenholzer. I still think it's crazy to fire Budenholzer, but it's here, neither here nor there. Uh, they went from fourth in defense to 22nd. Well, and some of that, obviously, when you replace one of the best guards defensively with with Dame, but I I think the idea that there was that much of a drop-off, again, was problematic. So they were going after Doc Rivers. Although, Terry Stotts, you know, Stotts, he could have very easily been elevated to head. Had he stayed, Yeah, he could have won that ego battle, Mm -hmm. and they would promote him to head coach right now. I would think so, because Prunty is the the interim guy and then that's the rumor is that they're going to go out and try to get doc and that if if you know Doc's, i don't know doc may get it no matter what but well, stats you know i well, mean he could have won a title with damian lillard if yeah he just stuck around wouldn't that have been something yeah but again if you're terry stats you are not going to put up with getting dressed down by a first year head coach it's just not going to happen the tear bear ain't putting up with that ass no well he doesn't have to by the way um amongst coaches great oh well great how about this coaches with the winningest records to be fired mm-hmm no other name comes to mind. Like, who comes to, to mind when you think of... I mean, that guy's 30 and 13, man. Yeah. But who comes to mind? I, there's one name in my head. There's only... The only of t- a coach, and it wasn't NBA, of a coach who was awesome, The only, but got fired. The only one that I can remember in season... Well, the was well, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be in doesn't season. Have a season. Dwayne Casey, right? Didn't he win coach of the year and then get fired that same yes. year? 
The, yeah, he did. That offseason, yeah. Right? And that was... was that he in... never made it past the fi- conference finals. Yeah. So I remember that. I remember that Van Gundy got his ass fired in Miami and replaced by Pat Riley. I remember that. And I remember that Blatt got canned in Cleveland, and they won, if I'm not mistaken, they won a title that year with Lou. Uh, and the like, same thing. Like, LeBron was like, I'm not putting up with this, pla- this uh, black guy. Get him the hell out of here. They brought in LeBron's Blatt. guy and Blatt. Blatt. Yeah. Not Blatt. black guy. No, black. Blatt. 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 And he was not black. No, he's he, white. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah. I think he's Israeli. Uh oh, was he? Yeah. I think he's, so. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He went 14 and 2. They Bo- blew it in the playoffs and they fired his ass. Postseason. Well, and and if we're going down that 14 way. 14 and 2. Uh, I'm gonna look up and see what he was the last year before he got canned. But Tony Dungy won that division multiple years in a row, and they canned his ass in Tampa. And then the very next year, they won a Super Bowl with uh with Gruden. But I'm looking here at uh, at Dungy in Tampa, so that's eh, not as good as I thought. So he went uh, eleven and five, ten and six, nine and seven, and they they blew him out. I thought he was better than that. But they made it to the NFC Championship game, and then a couple wild card exits, and away you go. Schottenheimer went thirty five and thirteen in his last three seasons with the Chargers, and they fired him. Yeah, dude, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, but at that, that time, it was all his inability to get over the get over? in the postseason. Yeah, and he was a tough guy. He like could not do it. Well, and and there's some who is it? Bill Parcells that always talked about. Um, what do you call? It? He, he said it was a shelf life. Let's say it was an expiration date. He called it a shelf life. And he thought that and he even said it about himself that he, he had a shelf life. So yeah, but like, Schottenheimer was only in San Diego for for like five years. And that that's, Kansas City, he had a shelf life. I was there when he got fired in Kansas City, and that was it. Was like even I think it was Derek Thomas before he died, or maybe it was one of the other studs said, "It's just time." Derek Thomas and him did not get along. Yeah. There was there was budding heads, but I'm done. That was I think Parcells. I'll, I'll look it up. I think Parcells said five years was kind of his shelf life, and because Parcells. Wears on people. Harbaugh wears on people. Like there, there is an element, and and I don't know, you know, NBA if it's the same sort of thing, but I I do know that in the football world, um, not so much in college, and probably as now because players have more control. But in the NFL, boy, you can, and you're a heavy-handed guy like that. Players can tune your ass out real, real quick. Pretty wild how he never won much in the postseason, Sean Neimer. He was so good. They, those teams were really good. Yes. But they, boy, was he conservative. Like, I, I, it would be interesting to go back and look at, you know, now when we look at guys punting on fourth and one, fourth and two, you know? Yeah. Like the uh, Tampa guy. Todd, Todd Bowles. Bowles. Todd Bowles just did the other day, fourth and one. Yeah. Near his, I think he was like on his own 46. It's like shocking. Dude, what are you doing? But when but I back in the day, go back and watch. I, I'm guessing if we went back and watched old Marty Schottenheimer coach in the playoffs, it was cowardly day. punt after Dude, cowardly punt. My whole life playing football, if we as an offense got to fourth down, you just jogged off the field. Going for it was not a thing. It's just, you didn't do it. It's just, it's just like, well, it's fourth down. We're punting the ball. And somewhere along the line, you know, someone was like, hey, guys, um, we only need like half a yard here. We should probably just go for it. And everyone was like, "This is outrageous! This idea! The Earth is the Earth is round." It was like this revelation. I don't remember who was the first one to really start doing it, but you know, it's it's funny how sometimes things take a long time to to come about. But now going for it on fourth down. I mean, God, guys, go for it on fourth down on their own thirty. I remember one year where Bill Belichick went for it against the Colts. He went for it like fourth and and one on his own thirty five or something like that, and. He didn't make it, and people were like ready to run Bill. I'm like, this is the worst thing of all time. Now it's a regular Sunday. Dan Campbell goes for it in his sleep. You know, go go to even in college. Go ask uh, um, Dan Lanning about going for it on fourth down. He gives a damn about analytics. We're going. Man, I'm I'm lost in a Marty Schottenheimer gag vortex here because <laughs> there's an article written on this. He Page was... two, ESPN. They go through each of his. So his playoff record was five and thirteen. Ouch. And they said his projected playoff record, based on how good his teams were, yeah. was fifteen and eleven. Ooh, he went five and thirteen. And they're going; they go through him. I'm going to read this, but um, I, I can't right now. Obviously, I'm hosting a radio program. Yes, but uh, it'll be interesting to go back in it. And it and it's sh- it's each one of his playoff defeats, and it shows key reason for defeat, key Marty decisions, and the gag factor uh, rating. Well, that. 
the the years and and I'm not even talking about the Kansas City and Cleveland years where again he had really good teams, but those because I was a little bit younger, those San Diego teams he had were loaded, absolutely loaded. And if I'm not mistaken, those San Diego teams never even got to. Uh, I don't think he ever made it to a title game. Well, no, the his best team was 06. They were 14 and two, and again they fired him in the off season. Yeah, but that's the one where. They got the interception of Tom Brady. And he fumbled. They were playing the Patriots. Brady throws the pick. The yep. game is over. Yep. And the dumbass fumbled it. Yep. And then, so what you may not remember from that game is that they still had a chance to kick the, I think it was game-tying, maybe game-winning field goal. But Schart, Schotten, uh, Schartenheimer, <laughs> that's what they called him, Schartenheimer. <laughs> Schottenheimer burned a timeout because he challenged the fumble of the interception and it was clearly a fumble and so he lost a timeout and so nate keating had to run out on the field with eight seconds left and and he missed it yeah tried to panic and run out there it was a 54 yard field goal and he Mm. missed it and then let's also not forget that he oversaw the Ernest biner fumble i don't know what that was like 87 86 something like that but that was the he lost a lost to the broncos you know what else they're saying about that game with the patriots here i'm just Reading through the notes. Yeah. It says Marty elects, we were just talking about him being cowardly. Yeah. Marty elects to go for it on fourth and 11 from the New England 30 in the first quarter. <laughs> and then it says the weather is perfect, no wind. Your kicker hasn't missed a field goal at home since the 2004 playoffs. Now you And decide? you don't think he can make a 47 yarder? <laughs> now you decide to get all, wow, get all aggressive. I mean, I guess freaking Marty Schottenheimer. It's bad now. He's got uh, he's got Alzheimer's, and hmm. it's 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 really sad. Like there, there was, and I mean, he's not doing one now. But there was an interview with him on a Real Sports a couple years ago, and he his wife was there with him, and he had he still thought he lived in he still thought he lived like in Michigan, and he just uh, he's it's, it's it's all bad. So the uh, Bucks coach got fired today. What? Yeah. If you're just tuning in, Pete Carroll angling for a job, but it looks like Jim Harbaugh may shove him out. That's next on The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 